Hey everyone, it's Drew and Elijah here again, and we're here with another podcast. Drew, what's the topic today? So Elijah and I have been spent a lot of time over the years, especially last year, talking about tradition and how how our culture as churches relates with surrounding culture. Um, we actually had a written debate on this. Um, what was it, Elijah? 70 pages or close to that? Close to 70, yeah. Yeah, it happened mainly. Um, started last winter, continued to th- through the shutdown. I think that kind of helped us maybe have a little more time for it. Mm-hmm. And this summer, it was a very um, revealing, I think, for both of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we came to understand each other a lot more and just have our own thinking stretched in terms of how we... Um, how we think about the church and how it should relate to its own traditions and relate to the outside. So this is something we want to do, hopefully a few podcasts on. Um, But to kind of start out here, um, I think it's very important, and this is something that became apparent as well in our debate. It's very important to understand that we know what we're talking about. Um, So today, my, my main goal is just to kind of have us both describe what it is we're talking about with tradition and then kind of determine on a macro level, is tradition something that's helpful? Should we be trying to move away from tradition? Do we simply need to make sure the traditions we have are good or where exactly should we fall on that spectrum? So tradition is anything that relates to our normal patterns of life, the things that we do again and again, and that we consider to be normal. Mm. So in normal church life, Tradition could be anything from the way we discuss relationships with each other or the way we dress or the way we look at politics or the way that we do hospitality. Right. So one thing that I've noticed is that talking against tradition has been something that's become very cool in the last uh, years. And to say the sorts of things like tradition is unspiritual, unhelpful, sometimes actually anti-biblical, um, That has become very popular to say. So I've asked a lot of questions. I'm sure you have too as well, Drew, um, about how do we tell when when tradition is negative and when it's helpful? Is there tradition that we can appreciate, understand in a a positive light and apply to our lives, um, continue in those traditions and have it be something good in our lives or is all tradition to be rejected? Well, first of all, to the people that are concerned about tradition, there is a biblical reason to be concerned about at least some instances of tradition. I'm just looking here at um, Mark 7, um, Jesus speaking. He says, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. Jesus goes on to say, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God, in order to establish you a tradition. So, wow, some pretty strong words there against these, against these Pharisees that were trying to um, establish their own tradition, and in the process, they're actually rejecting the commandment of God. We do have to be careful here, make sure we aren't doing that ourselves. And on the other hand, you have the Bible supporting tradition in 1 Corinthians eleven two, where Paul says, I praise you for remembering me in everything and for holding on to the traditions just as I passed them on to you. So, of course, here in this passage, the traditions are referring to the ordinances that Paul had laid out of the head covering um, of communion. And so they should be understood in that context. However, it's still tradition. It is 
things that we do again and again. We're not reinventing the wheel each time. It is a tradition in the sense that it's uh, something that we do habitually. Right. And Paul doesn't look down on that. I think what's crucial here to see for, for us today is in, in, Paul's, in Paul's encouragement to continue in the traditions, of course, for us today, walking that out means applying and understanding the principles he conveyed in his epistles. And of course, he did write a large amount of the New Testament. And of course, um, I think this applies to all the teachings of the Bible. Um, but it's interesting, the verse before you read there, Elijah, there in 1 Corinthians 11, says, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. That's kind of how he prefaces this whole conversation. Um, so I think we can say in, in all, of, all of our traditions, our practices, everything we're doing, even if they are things like the aforementioned uh, communion and head covering that we see explained here in this chapter, um, we need to be sure that even as we keep these practices, that we are doing them to imitate Christ mm-hmm. and to, to follow after him. I feel like that's a very crucial starting place for all practices that we have. So I want to think a little bit more about what I think is often at the, the root of people that are concerned about tradition. No one wants to have practices happening within the church that are being done without anyone having a reason behind what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And we see that as a very prevalent problem in some of our churches um, where you would ask someone, you know, why do you, I don't know, why do you veil or why do you, why do you dress that way? Or um, what's another example, Elijah, maybe more that applies to guys <laughs> instead of the always p- picked on dress thing. Oh, perhaps how we do our church services mm-hmm. or why we, um, dress up for Sunday mornings instead of oh, sure. instead of uh, just going in a normal work clothes or whatever. Right. Relatively minor traditions like that, but where we do them for a reason. And yet when you ask people, why do you do this or that? Uh, oftentimes the answer given is, well, that's what our ministers asked us to do, or that's mm-hmm. what the church has always done uh, here. And answers like that, of course, we should look at skeptically saying, hey, if the only reason why you're doing what you're doing is that someone someone before you did it, um, how do you know that this is actually helpful? And this is something that is, that is, uh, biblically, um, backable. And if it's not, if it's just something that, um, you're doing just for tradition's sake, Hmm. it needs to be looked at more carefully rethought. Right. And I think where we have to have caution, even in that process is even if there are people within a church setting that are doing something just because, well, this is, way we've always done it and there's not a deeper understanding of why they're doing it. There might be a good reason to be doing something the way it's been done. Mm-hmm. And perhaps what needs to happen isn't a dumping of a practice, but a coming to um, reevaluate it and appreciate its meaning. So just take here, for example, the first Corinthians 11 thing, take either communion or the head covering. Um, I, I see them both being very clearly taught here and but of course, many churches, both of these things um, would be followed outwardly. And yet people taking communion have no appreciation whatsoever about what's actually going on. It's just something we do before our council meeting or something. And when mm-hmm. I want to make sure we're in good standing with the church and then we can take communion. And the whole initial purpose of it being a way of identifying with the death of Christ is lost. Mm-hmm. So in this case, we see a real need to revivify a good practice. Um, 
And, but again, the critique isn't the pract- practice itself. It's that it's been drained of its initial meaning. And that's what we need to go off after, not the practice. So being reactionary against tradition because you've seen people who did it just because of tradition's sake isn't helpful. Right. We need to take a careful look at the traditions and say, are these based on some biblical principle strongly? And do they fulfill that biblical principle in a meaningful way? Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't be reactionary and just throwing out all tradition and saying tradition in general is wrong or unhelpful just because we've seen the misuse of it. Right. This is such a tricky thing. And when I wrote my two posts on this last year, I had one that was about the danger of tradition and also the danger of leaving, leaving tradition. I kind of feel like there's this balance that we need to have because it seems like so many people kind of veer to one extreme. They either want to enforce tradition and just make sure tradition for its own sake is enforced. Mm-hmm. Or we have other people that are just like, you know, hey, forget it. I'm, I'm out of fear. I'm going to, um, I'm going to just walk walk in the spirit, you might say. Um, but I just want to bring in here, um, I've been going through Galatians as a personal Bible study myself, and uh, I found it very helpful in relating to um, the life of the spirit and how it plays out in our lives. And, you know, just right here in Galatians 3, um, Paul speaking to the Galatians, um, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? It was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you this. Did you receive the spirit by works of the law or by hearing with faith? Are you so foolish? Having begun by the spirit, are you now perfected by the flesh? And so I think we, we see this very needed caution here. And I think it's a caution that many times needs to be had in some of our churches. Mm-hmm. That No, I think there's a bit of nuance here because Paul is primarily referring to the Mosaic law. Mm-hmm. But all the same... Um, if we ever start to think that our positive traditions are um, dressing up to church a certain way or modest dress or veiling or keeping of communion or feet washing, name, you, you name whatever, you, whatever this tradition is. If we ever think that those things themselves, which most of them are good things, um, that that itself is, is perfecting us then we're, we're in trouble here because mm-hmm. as Paul's saying, you know, we, we we are foolish to think that we're perfected by the flesh after we've begun by the spirit. So I think that's a very important thing to keep in, in mind here as we look at this, because we need to make sure that we have the initial understanding of our justification by faith and walking led by the spirit. And that that is the source of our, of our inner life, not, not our, not the way we carry out certain customs. So you mentioned spirit filled living as being something of, as, as being something that we want to be careful to maintain. And I fully agree. And I think it begs the question in this case, does tradition oppose spirit filled living? Is that something that if you are spirit filled, you don't have traditions. If you are, if you have traditions then you aren't spirit filled, what does that look like? Because the knee jerk reaction, I think for many who are more on the charismatic side is to say, we need to steer as far away from traditions as possible so that we can be more spirit filled. Sure. Um, well, first of all, um, I think the, the irony say you mentioned like a charismatic position, someone that's of that persuasion is still going to have a lot of ways and <laughs> their own traditions, even if they're in a charismatic direction. So if you have a church that say has regular tongue speaking and carries snakes around or just to go off in the 
charismatic direction you, you referred to there. Those things themselves, which of course would be viewed as spirit-led things, are actually their own traditions. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really a human impossibility to come to a point where we don't have tradition. It's just mm-hmm. the nature of who we are. We we don't wake up every morning and start with a with a fresh slate. That's just not how we operate as humans. We have a lot of things from our past and our experiences that we that that carry over into um, the decisions we make every day. And so the question isn't, do we have tradition, but are our traditions good and do they need to be refined? Um, which again, do we have, it's probably both. Almost and every do we case. have the right mindset behind those traditions to where those traditions are guided by our, our mentality of being spirit led and of being open to God in all of life? Right. So back to the, the point I was making earlier about needing to understand the biblical principle and the idea behind what we're doing, that does need to be very centrally held in place. And as you mentioned, the question, question about the spirit, um, I feel like a true spirit-led life is going to lead us to be very intentional and think deeply about our practices or traditions and attempt to be as Christ-like as we can be as we walk them out, which will cause us to refine them. But we're st- we, we, we can't somehow magically escape any tradition. It just isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And although listening to God's spirit and being spirit-filled may make us, in some cases, change our traditions or do something different in the present, it's not going to lead us away from tradition in general. Right. Uh, again, to restate your point. I do think it would be fair to say that tradition itself should never be, um, we should never just rely on the fact that there is a tradition as a reason to do or not to do something. Mm-hmm. So we should never say, well, I just do this because it's how it's always been done, or I will not do this because it's how it's always been done and I'm tired of doing it this way. That's, those are not, neither of those are good reasons for doing anything. I do think we need to keep that in mind. So I think when we're talking about good traditions and we want to follow uh, good, helpful traditions that give us a strong culture. Some may push back and say, well, what about attitudes that come along with traditional mm. people often? And oftentimes I think it's fair to say that traditional Christians can be pharisaical oh, with the way they sure. look at yeah. uh, tradition and kind of judging others for, for the standard of uh, life and the certain life decisions that they've mm-hmm. chosen to make, um, judging others by those standards and they can have a wrong attitude. Definitely. And that is something that we d- would do well to, to, to guard our own heart. And I think re- regardless, and I, this is perhaps a, a crucial point for all of us, some of us are going to be in settings where we are more concerned about unhelpful practices and tradition that we feel like could be dropped. And others, others of us are going to be in situations where it more seems like there's people wanting to drop things that they shouldn't be. And perhaps, I think in my own life, I see a fair amount of both going on. But the fundamental question at the end of the day is still, are we able, you know, going back to the whole thing in, in Galatians here, are we able to remember that Christ is our ultimate answer, that we have truly begun in the spirit and we're not going to be perfected by the flesh Mm-hmm. And that attempt to be perfected by the flesh could be a dogmatic following, following of tradition or kind of a self-centered move to go away from it. Either way, it could be fleshly. And I think we need to be very careful on both ends of the spectrum to walk responsibly. So the conclusion is stay away from the attitudes, that the bad attitudes that can come with traditions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
We shouldn't be reactionary against traditions in general, but while embracing good traditions, we should have the right attitudes toward them right. so that we're willing to both do what we feel like is right and um, not rely on that for our Christianity or for not rely on those things um, for feeling good about our relationship with God and conversely for, for tearing down others because they don't share the same traditions. Most certainly. So for our next podcast, we're going to get into a little bit how people that are in a traditional setting can, can try to leave the traditional setting. And yet, ironically, in that process, um, they end up still using tradition as their starting point of reference. And that's something I think we're both going to share our thoughts on. It's what I call the reverse yardstick problem. So stay tuned. <laughs>